flaring our podcast. Nothing is sweeter than Swiftcast. Hey, everybody. Hey. Who is that? Who is that? I know. That's Nate, right? <laughs> Who? Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to episode, wait for it, 89 of Swiftcast. Woohoo! Woo! I know. Pretty awesome. It's hard to believe we made it this far. It's crazy. 89 episodes. I think it's the perfect week to do episode 89 because Taylor is going to make history this week by going quadruple platinum in just 12 weeks. Woo! You guys may have been missing Nate. He was off on vacation, hanging out in islands and just... I know. I'm sure you guys have forgotten about me by now. Like, who who is this person? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they remember you. (laughs) Yeah, probably not at all. That's all right. Yeah, I was on vacation. A lot of work stuff in December, always. And then uh, Jill and I went to... Well, we went on a cruise is what it was at the beginning of the month, so... <laughs> supposed to be. Yeah, supposed to be. We had some trouble with airline delays and things like that, but it all ended up working out really well. Went to St. Thomas, to uh, Antigua, Puerto Rico, and the Bahamas. So all in all, it was a really nice trip. And you just missed Taylor on her Catalina vacation. Exactly, yeah. Well, we think alike, you know. Taylor Swift vacations, we vacation, you know, it's... <laughs> Meanwhile, we were all freezing back here. And we still are. Oh, I know. I was laughing the whole time at you guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Well, anyway, it is good to be back, though. So this is Nate. Ashley. Haley. And Steph. And we have a ton of exciting stuff for episode 89. But first, I wanted to tell you guys about what I've been obsessed with this week, because I feel like it goes very well with this episode. So I was on YouTube and I was looking for general mashups of 1989. I was looking for a workout remix, which apparently no one has made that yet. Somebody should. But what I found was this mashup by a guy named Sam Swee. It's T-S-U-I. And he took the whole 1989 album and took lines from different songs and rearranged them into a new song. Hmm. I think I may have seen this. It's an acoustic performance. He's singing and he has his friend on the guitar. And it sounds like each of the songs, but they're all rearranged and put together. Oh, yeah, I did see that because it's two guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. It's fantastic. You know what? I think I've seen this too. I have not seen it yet. It's really good. You should watch it. It sounds really interesting. The video was really well made as well. Yeah, I think he does a lot of covers and has a pretty popular YouTube channel doing covers. I hope Taylor sees it. If she hasn't, I think she'd really like it. But another thing that I found when I was like looking for all this was that on Tumblr, someone made a mashup of, it was Bad Blood, but then the background music, they put in the song, the Fall Out Boy song, Centuries, and it is the most amazing thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> Barring 1989, of course. <laughs> I honestly think it made Bad Blood better, and I think that Taylor should really? re-release 1989 with this version. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Taylor would love that because she loves Fallout Boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's amazing how someone realized that the songs went so well together because they really do. You have to go check it out. Just Google it. It's on Tumblr. It's A lot of people are reblogging it right now. Bad Blood Centuries mashup. If people are reblogging it on Tumblr, then hopefully Taylor will see it. She did see the police officer video of Shake It Off. (laughs) That was everywhere. My entire Facebook timeline was just filled with that video. People that don't even like or care about Taylor can't stop talking about this video. 
-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. I laughed so hard. I went to show my roommate and she goes, yeah, I saw that. And I was just started laughing. I feel like every week there's a new video of something having to do with Shake It Off. Yeah, and here we are five months later and it's just as viral as it was in August. I just saw one the other day also of a two-year-old girl in the car dancing to it. Did you guys see that one? Yes! <laughs> it's so cute. I don't even know if she honestly knows what song is on. She just really likes it. <laughs> She's adorable. Go look it up. Well, speaking of new things from this week, we have a very exciting announcement for you guys. Another giveaway that we're doing. Yay, giveaways. Woo. So this one has been going on for a few days already on our Twitter at SwiftCast13, but we're telling you about it now. If you go to our Twitter and you see our giveaway tweet, which is a picture of the prize pack, and retweet it and follow us by January 31st, you have a chance to win. And if you win, you get a red drawstring backpack, a red bracelet, a red sound amp, and a 1989 keychain. I gotta say, that's a pretty awesome prize pack. I don't know. I think a lot of people really want the 1989 keychain, especially since it's newer. I think they want the sound amp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's been a shortage of those. <laughs> so again, go to our Twitter at SwiftCast13, and it's pinned to the top of our page. And you have a couple weeks to retweet and enter, and that's open worldwide. So definitely go do that. So moving on to our new segment, which, by the way, I think is really awesome on the old tweets from this week that Taylor had. Our old news before we get to our new news. <laughs> our new news is old news. I think this is a great idea. I love reading all of Taylor's old tweets and things. Well, the first one we have comes back from January 20th of 2009. We actually have two of them for this day. The first one is CSI, Last Day, which... Oh my gosh, love the CSI episode. Six years ago she was filming that. Yeah. Six years. I can remember watching it. I had never watched CSI before. And probably have never watched it again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that was six years ago. Yeah, that was really insane. And then she tweeted that day, Someday I'll tell my grandchildren about that. <laughs> she was super excited about that, I'm guessing. She probably has a million stories by now to tell her grandchildren. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Just add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, another one that she uh, tweeted, 23rd of January, 2009. She said, leaving LA and listening to Let It Go by Tim McGraw. Now, I just had to include this one on this episode because I am fascinated to think back that there was a time before Let It Go from Frozen existed in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and by Tim McGraw, of all people. I had never heard of the song before. I don't remember this tweet. I remember this tweet, but I don't remember the song. I don't remember the tweet, but I vaguely remember the song. I don't remember either. <laughs> We're all lost and confused. <laughs> a few days later, on January 26, 2009, Taylor tweeted a quote from Grey's Anatomy, and it was, We don't wish for the easy stuff. We wish for big things, things that are ambitious, out of reach. We wish because we need help and we're scared and we know we may be asking too much. We still wish, though, because sometimes they come true. And sometimes things never change because Taylor still loves Grey's Anatomy. And <laughs> Sandra Rhimes actually just recently tweeted about how she listens to 1989 while she's writing episodes. That is awesome. She'll never change, but she'll never stay the same. Exactly. I feel like that quote has become more and more relevant this era. It really is, yeah. 
Well, finally, our last throwback tweet was from January 30th, 2009. So we announced the tour dates today, and that was for the Fearless Tour. Yes, that's crazy. And now we're three tours later. Wow. I can't believe it. In a way, I wish we could go back, but then on the other hand, I'm so excited for what's coming up. Yeah, 1989 tour should be pretty awesome. I have high hopes for it. I think people's standards and expectations for this tour are so high that I'm sure Taylor will exceed them, but it's crazy. People, every tour has been better. I just can't even imagine. Right. We just have to wait and see, I guess. Only about a little over three months. Woo. Louisiana. Well, Japan's the first date at the beginning of May, so it might not be the full set list, full stage and everything, but we should get an idea by then. They're lucky over there in Japan, yeah. So those were uh, Taylor's tweets from the week. Always very interesting. I love going back and reading those. Now we're going to be moving on to our next segment, Keeping Up With Swift. The new news, not the old news. The new news (laughs) after the old news, even though that was new news. (laughs) That made sense. I think. I think we followed along. Hopefully our listeners did too. I don't (laughs) (laughs) Did we lose you? If we did, it's all Nate's fault. I'm sorry. Just ruining everything. Why'd you have to come back from vacation? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Can't get anything right. So our first piece of news is that 1989 is the first album to sell 4 million in 12 weeks since 2004. And Usher held that last with his CD Confessions. That feels like ages ago. Yeah, really. I was going to say that. Usher, man. (laughs) I didn't expect it to be Usher who had held that record. He was really big at the time. He was huge at the time, I remember. I read an interesting article that said in that year of 2004, 20 artists sold over a million albums just in that year. Whereas if you look at 2014, it was pretty much just Taylor Taylor and Frozen. (laughs) Yes. Times have changed. Well, that was at the height of the CD era. We've gone a long way away from people going out and actually buying CDs. So in a way, yeah, it's great that she beat this record, but she's doing it in a time where it's really a lot harder to do it. So I think it should count more. Yeah, it's very true. So our next piece of news here is that there was a photo released of the new Spring Keds, which looked like that they were inspired by Taylor's watercolor paintings. Nate, are you excited about the new Spring Keds? You know, I really wanted to read this fashion part. I have so much to talk about that I probably can't even fit it into this episode. (laughs) Well, I just thought that it was funny because when these kids made me think of is just last week, Taylor sent the first Valentine's package to a fan named Rebecca and she painted her a nice little painting with some flowers and her name in 1989. And then she wrote in her card and said, sorry, I'm not a very good painter. And I was like, uh... (laughs) (laughs) okay you could literally make a living off of painting if you weren't a singer i can't even draw a stick figure what are you talking about i guess she's just a perfectionist which we know oh taylor yeah it's funny because last week on episode 88 we knew that the emoji had been sent to rebecca and so we were speculating about what taylor was going to do and then of course taylor sends this fan 1889 dollars for her student loans and a painting and a really nice card and a necklace and a necklace that taylor has actually worn herself so she just keeps getting better and better ideas i guess 
Well, Rebecca, I'm sure is really excited because she's one of very, very few people that can say they have a Taylor Swift original painting. So going back to the new kids, I really like them because they're very pastel-y and white. I just think it would look really cool to actually have a shoe like that versus a really hard lines. They look like they could go with anything. Jeans, skirts, dresses, whatever. Did you notice how last week when she was hiking with Lord and she had on Keds, she wore them with socks? I wear mine with socks. Like tall socks, though, not like the little short ankle socks, like actual socks. I've seen people do that. I just thought it was interesting. You know Taylor Swift never goes out of style. Well, I'm saying she can make something as uncool as like giant socks sticking out of your Keds actually cool and in style. Exactly, because she never goes out of style. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need to work the word style into that sentence again? Maybe, because that's what we're talking about soon, and I can't wait. (laughs) Well, speaking of style, (laughs) you can make your own wardrobe look a lot cooler because taylorswift.com just released two new shirts that I've been waiting for for weeks. The one has Olivia Meredith on it, and it has hearts. I think it's probably being released for kind of a Valentine's Day thing. And it looks really soft and comfortable on the website, but I don't have it, so I don't know for sure. And then the other shirt is a white long sleeve shirt, and it has all of the dates of Taylor's album releases on it. The dates are in red, so I really want both of those shirts. I like how that shirt, the album date shirt, starts out with December 13th, 1989. Yes, her birthday. Over the weekend, Taylor was out shopping at Whole Foods, and when she was photographed there, people realized that she had a new iPhone 6. And so then people started freaking out and saying, well, why doesn't it have cat stickers on it yet? And so actually later that night, she posted a video of putting cat stickers on it. It's now perfect. I wonder if she was planning to do that already or if she saw people freaking out and was like, they're probably right. I should put some cat stickers on. Probably a little bit of both. So last Sunday, Taylor was at the Golden Globes after party with Lord, Selena, and some of her other friends. And we all died over Speak Now feelings over her yellow dress. It really was a throwback to speak now i felt like even the hairstyle looked sort of like speak now i think that though her style has changed a lot over the years her la style when she's just kind of out and about in la has sort of stayed the same that's true she does definitely dress differently when she's in new york versus la I mean, of course, right now it's totally different seasons, but still, when she's in LA, she's very into like the flowy, frilly dresses and things like that, very feminine. And then when she's in New York, it seems to be a lot more leather jackets and definitely more pants and just sort of an edgier look, I guess. She looks more like a fashionista in New York versus she's more casual in LA. Which I think has a lot to do with just the culture of those places. Exactly. Obviously, L.A. still loves fashion, but I think it's just, in general, people dress a lot more casually. L.A. is where you see celebrities in sweatpants going out to Starbucks and things like that, whereas I feel like you don't see that much in New York. Not that Taylor ever wears sweatpants out, even though she could, and she would still look great. (laughs) Very true. I'm sure she has sweatpants days. So anyway, that's it for uh, Taylor News. But some dates for you guys for some of her upcoming schedule. Grammys... Biggest event of the year, February 8th on CBS, and she is nominated for three awards. 
Song of the Year for Shake It Off, Best Pop Solo Performance for Shake It Off, and Record of the Year for Shake It Off. Not only that, but she is also going to perform at the Grammys. I don't know about you guys, I'm pretty excited for it. Ashley must be on cloud nine about it. Uh, I might watch, I don't know. (laughs) If you guys do not know, Ashley will be at the Grammys, so possibly sending us to Taylor, who knows. (laughs) So I guess I'll watch. (laughs) We will be looking for you to be filling the seat next to her. <laughs> I better you see be. Ashley like lighting up like <laughs> <laughs> the biggest glassy eyes sitting next to Taylor. I'm really concerned because I'm going to be a seat filler. So there's a certain way you're expected to act and you're supposed to be professional and everything. But when Taylor is performing, if she performs Shake It Off, I don't know if I'm allowed to dance or not. And I'm very concerned about this. Heck yeah, you are. Just start dancing. Who cares? <laughs> like i don't know if we're supposed to not call attention to ourselves i'm not very good at that (laughs) when shake it off is on no well i'm pretty sure she's gonna be performing style because the single she's releasing it as as a single the next day uh i actually disagree i think she's gonna do shake it off only shake it off i don't know well because she's nominated only for shake it off Even still, that's such a huge publicity event. I think for something as big as the Grammys and for all the awards shows that she's shown up to and they've stiffed her, she can use it almost as a marketing tactic. But at the 2013 Grammys, she's saying we are never, ever getting back together, even though that was Mm -hmm. not the single at the time either, because that was what was nominated. I can't remember for that one. Did she release a single around that time? I can't remember. I Knew You Were Trouble, which she then performed at the Brit Awards for the first time. So we were saying last week we could maybe see her doing Shake It Off at the Grammys and then just a couple weeks later style at the Brit Awards when it will actually be out by then. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. If I had to choose, I would choose style. I would hope style, but I'd also be happy with Shake It Off. Yeah, so if we're right about all of this, then I guess we really only got one award performance of Blank Space at the AMAs. I think that one was enough to really make us pretty sure of the tour performance. Yeah, it's just such a great song. It's kind of sad. But as we just mentioned, the Bird Awards are going to be on February 25th, and Taylor is performing. And not only that, but she's also nominated for International Female Solo Artist. You know, when you just mentioned that about the Brits, about how she performed on New Year of Trouble, I remember that first time performance, and it was the exact performance that she used almost on the Red Tour. So I wonder if she performs style either for the Grammys or for, let's say, the Brit Awards. I wonder if that is going to be a tour performance. I definitely think so. I hope so. Me too. I think it will be very close to what we'll see on tour. So it should be really exciting. That's why Mm. today, when we talk about style, we need to talk about what we think will actually happen. So anyway, yeah, I guess guess we'll end up seeing on that. Either way, both award shows should be pretty awesome. So we'll definitely be covering those as they come up. So moving on to our mini segments. Woo! Yeah. We have some good ones this week. Our first Swifty problem is from at JustForTayTay. I like that username. It made me laugh. (laughs) They said... It is difficult to have this long-distance relationship with Taylor because when she's online, I'm sleeping. Swifty problems. <laughs> Our next one comes from Jen Fearless 13 When you have more Taylor Swift photos on your phone than anything else. Swifty problems. We just need a Taylor Swift phone that is just for Taylor Swift stuff. I feel like this one comes up a lot. <laughs> it really does. A lot of people have this problem. 
So our next one comes from at Shades of Tay Gray on Twitter. And they say, when you have too many cool ideas for your homemade tailored tour t-shirt that you can't pick one, Swifty Brahms. Well, whatever you don't choose, send our way. Yes, good solution. Swifty solutions. Boom. <laughs> our next one comes from at Carrie Hendricks. I don't think I can listen to Taylor at work anymore because I just dance to it instead of working. Whoops. Swifty problems. <laughs> Our next one's from at LEG Fancom. Currently got Shake It Off stuck in my head, and I haven't even played it yet today. Swifty problems. I always have Shake It Off stuck in my head. Today I was singing to it at work, and everyone was giggling at me, because then I would get stuck in their head. Our next one comes from Taylor Rushmer. I just wanted to cook all day and be best friends with Taylor Swift. Swifty problems. Agreed. I think that's what everyone wants. Taylor, I will take up cooking if you will find a way to cook with me. I think Taylor should teach you how to cook. I agree. There you go. Boom. You hear that, Taylor? Because I know she listens. There you go. I'll bring a cookbook even. <laughs> so our next one comes from at Finally Swift on Twitter. And they say, I have exactly 13 alarms on my phone and didn't know until Siri just told me. Swifty problems. <laughs> Thank you, Siri. <laughs> and our final submission for this week comes from at Speak Now for Evs, which a common problem. Need more money for Taylor merchandise underline bold always especially when they just released two new shirts so those are some good submissions this week if you guys want to contribute to our swifty problems uh you can tweet us at swiftcast13 just hashtag swifty problems let us know what's going on so moving on our next segment the fashion segment whoa it's been so long <laughs> since i've done one of these <laughs> we know you missed it i'm ready to go i'm ready to pronounce lots of random things <laughs> Well, our first outfit is, actually, we just talked about earlier, when Taylor was hiking with Lord in Los Angeles on January 13th, and she had three people dolphin hem cutoff shorts, which are sold out, but she had them in white. And then she also had Keds Champion Canvas sneakers, which are like the white basic Keds, always a classic. And those are still available for thirty nine ninety five. Our next one was on January 13th when Taylor was with Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi, of all people. I mean, hey, they're both big names, but I don't know. That would have been not the last person, but pretty close to it. <laughs> I would have ever seen them hanging out. Yeah, well, she wore this Free People Rain Over Me lacy dress, and it was a lilac color. Dusty lilac is what it's actually called online. And it's $128, and it is gorgeous. It seemed like on this trip to L.A., Free People was her uniform. Yes, it really was. I loved it, though. I love that lilac dress. So our next one, January 14th, when she was visiting a friend in Venice Beach in L.A., she wore a Free People fitted with Daisy's dress, which was $128. Also, Prada halter strap peep toe sandals, nice, for $735. Oof. <laughs> and a Free People shark hem cotton cardigan in cream for $108. I love that dress and that cardigan so much. I want them. She's been wearing a lot of Free People stuff, it seems lately. She wears it in New York, too, but in California, it seems like that's all she wears. Yes. That same day, on January 14th, she went to Caleb Followill's birthday party. Caleb is with the band Kings of Leon. Taylor wore a Free People Mahaya scarf print dress, which is $248, and it's no longer available. And then she wore a Free People Jackson harness vest over it, which is $68. On this particular night at this gathering, Harry Styles was also spotted there, which is funny because we're talking about style today. And last week, 
Ashley actually mentioned that she thinks Harry Styles should be in the music video. And so I was joking around that maybe they're talking about getting together for the music video. But I was actually really annoyed that the media picked up on this and started making up all these stories about how Taylor ignored him and wouldn't even look at him when she's made so many statements saying they're perfectly fine with each other and they're friendly. And I just kept thinking, Taylor's right. The media is just thirsty and they will run with anything they can to get a story. I think she was honestly just laughing it off because she liked a post on Tumblr that was making fun of it. That's really all you can do because (laughs) it's just insane articles that they make up. So I'm glad she can laugh at it, but I still think it's annoying. I read something on TaySwiftStyle.com about this outfit. She also had on a necklace that night when she went to the party that was a crescent moon necklace. And apparently that was a gift from Stevie Nicks. I guess Stevie Nicks gives out crescent moon necklaces to a lot of her friends. And nice. it has sort of a secret, I guess, meaning that nobody really knows why she gives these to everybody. But Taylor has had this necklace since Speak Now. There was a 2010 photo of her wearing it. So I just thought that was interesting. I feel like she keeps it in her LA house or something. Wow, I bet she gave it to her after they performed at the Grammys. Yeah. That's awesome. I thought that was cool. I like when she goes to LA, we get to see her in things that we might not see in New York. So on January 16th, Taylor was then back in New York and she was shopping on Broadway and she had a new bag, the Dolce and Gabbana Monica tote. I feel like we don't see her with new purses that often. She uses one for a while. Well, I hope so, looking at the price tag. (laughs) (laughs) So this one was $2,395. With that, she had on much more affordable shoes. She had the Isola Talon booties, which were $159.95. The next day on January 17th, she was out seen with Martha Hunt. And she was wearing, I think, one of my favorite outfits because it's something I wear, the colors I wear a lot. She was wearing a Rachel Zoe Vera double-breasted coat, which is red, and that's $595. And she wore that with a tan khaki-looking jeans. And she had her Core and Play Katarina purse, which is $385. She was wearing her leather knee boots by And Other Stories, which is 145 euros but it's on sale for 44 but they're sold out right now and then she wore the Gigi Burris Anna cap which is currently out of stock that was a great outfit and I think people made more Paddington references to her outfit because of the red coat oh that was so funny I saw those on tumblr I saw them too but I just I saw that and I immediately thought target (laughs) I was like please wear red and khaki more So later that same day, with Martha Hunt again, and now with Carly Kloss, when they were cooking for their dinner party, she wore a Brandy Melville Vina sweater. Only 45 bucks. Thrifty. Nice. <laughs> I was actually thinking of getting that sweater, but then it turns out that a lot of their clothing is one size fits all, so I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. It is tough to do that when you're ordering online. But actually, I think Taylor was seen shopping there recently before she left New York for vacation, so I bet she bought that when she was in the store. Well, today, on January 19th, she was leaving New York with Meredith and Olivia, and she was also wearing Brandy Melville, and she was wearing the Byra Corduroy skirt, which is only $26. Such a good deal. And with that, she wore her rag and bone Kerr Nubuck ankle boot in Bordeaux, and then she also carried her Curo and Pell Katarina purse, which is black, and I really like it. It's $385, but it's out of stock right now. 
So, wow, yeah, lots of great fashion investigation from tastewithstyle.com. I don't know how she does it. I don't know how they keep up with that. That's crazy. But yeah, all credit goes to tastewithstyle.com. Now, we're going to be moving on to our main discussion, which I'm most excited for this episode. I don't know about you guys. We'll be talking about style. Isn't this your favorite song? I would say it's the song that, from the Secret Session, I remember the most. Oh, we know. Oh, I'm sure you do. I've sung it a few times uh, for you guys. We got the Nate version of it before we were able to hear the real version. It was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Pat myself on the back for that one. I had the snapping fingers and everything. (laughs) I remember because the first clip that we actually heard of it was in the Target commercial, which came out just a couple weeks before the album. And I was so excited to hear the rest of the song. It's for sure, in my opinion, the most catchy and because of that, the most memorable, I think. So just digging into the meat of it, into the meat of the song. I mean, really, there's a there's a lot about this song. I mean, the her co-writers, uh, Martin and Shellback, of course, and Payami. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right. But uh, anyway, all uh, the co-writers on the song. And she's quoted as saying that uh, when just talking about the song itself, she says, Style is a song that I wrote about kind of observing fashion trends and cultural trends and seeing how there are certain things that are constants. You know, you may not wear a little black dress for a while, but you're always going to go back to it. No one's going to say, oh, red lips are so two years ago. There are certain staples, and I started thinking about that in terms of a feeling. And there are certain feelings like that. There are certain people who float in and out of your life, sort of like a trend that keeps coming back in style and never fully fades away. And so that was the inspiration behind this song. So is that kind of the description you got at Secret Sessions as well? I'm pretty sure for the most part, I think... I can't remember exactly now what she said, but she did also mention something about a relationship. So specifically, I can't remember though. Okay. And I've already mentioned his name earlier this episode, but I have to say, I think Taylor would not mind if we said, we believe this song is about Harry Style. Because when she interviewed with Rolling Stone, she said, quote, I'm not even sorry. So yeah, she basically gave it away. (laughs) I think she meant to give it away and she's cool with it. Mm. So, and there's there's nothing bad about him in this song other than maybe his oh, no, driving skills. But, you know, I think it's really cool that she took such a creative angle with his last name. You know, everybody mm-hmm. thought she was going to target Harry Styles by saying something stupid like, I took the wrong direction, you know, <laughs> or I went, I went in the wrong direction. <laughs> and instead, she takes his last name and makes this creative just amazing song so i was really happy with that and there are so many creative angles about this song that i love when we talked about all you had to do was stay last week on episode 88 i mentioned that she kind of references bad driving in that song and here in this song she talks about first driving with no headlights and then he can't keep his eyes on the road he's gonna go pull over (laughs) And so not only is she giving us clues with just the song title, but with Out of the Woods being about the snowmobile accident, and then All You Had to Do Was Stay is also about driving. She just gives us these little hints along the way. And then the huge kicker for me in this song that I didn't realize at first, but when she says, take me home, that is one of my favorite parts of this song. It gives me goosebumps. The first time I heard it, I was just blown away and then 
I realized later that One Direction has an album called Take Me Home that was released in 2012. And I did not know this. I did I did know that, but I I didn't make that connection actually till you just said that right now. Yeah, so she just is amazing with how she makes everything connect. And on a different episode when we talked about Bad Blood, I said how Katy Perry has a song called Ghost and Taylor of course has if you live like that you live with ghosts. So I like how she just put peppers in these little hints for people and then I never connect it, but all these other people do. And then when I read about it, I'm always just floored. Especially because here, the Take Me Home works so well in the song. I mean... It's not like she just put it in just just to like try and fit it in there. It actually fit. Right. And even at the beginning of the song, she says, you know, he, he takes me home. And then the next line, I don't know what you guys thought, but the very first time I heard it when... She says the lights are off. He's taking off his. I had a big pause and I was like, whoa, wait a second. (laughs) And then she says coat, of course. I thought it was clothes for at least a month. I think a lot of people thought it was that lyric. I thought it, I definitely thought it was clothes. I thought that for at least a month. Oh, really? Oh. But I never. (laughs) Yeah. But I never I thought first. it was Starbucks lovers, and I never thought that you stand back <laughs> wasted. <laughs> but you did think it was clothes. I yeah, I did. I mean, clothes and coat sound pretty similar. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. I don't know. I, I heard it too. Mm, I, I didn't it. hear it at all. But in Last Kiss, way back in the Speak Now era, I always thought she was saying that she was sitting on the floor with no clothes. <laughs> So I probably shouldn't really be one to talk here because for like four months I was like, why is Taylor sitting on the floor naked? I don't understand. Sit on the floor wearing no clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see 2010 Taylor doing that. It was a very confusing time. So since we're talking about misread and miswritten lyrics that we know from like the past, can I just say that TaylorSwift.com made a big boo-boo in one of their lyrics? Oh, yeah. Oh, is that what Do happened? Did you guys see that? I did. In the song Mean, if you guys don't haven't seen it, on their lyrics, it said, You with your switching sides and your walk by lies. And everybody mm-hmm. was asking Taylor about it. And she goes, Ugh, it's wildfire lies. Calling the digital team. Sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So even Taylor's team gets it wrong. Yeah, I never thought it was walk-by. I never thought to, but I started second-guessing myself for a second. In this song, I will admit, for several weeks, I thought the fourth line of the song said, Fake interview. It's been a while since I have even heard from you. (laughs) Fade interview. Fade interview, yeah. I thought I was like fake interview. Fake interview. Neither line really makes sense. You don't think so? I mean, I guess fade interview makes more sense, but it's not logically what you would think the song was saying. Yeah, I suppose that's true. It probably was one of those things where she needed a little transition, and that just worked. But fake interview. Hopefully, other people thought it was that besides me. I did, and I. I had sort of like this whole explanation for it. Like it seemed to make sense in my head. What was it? 
it just, I mean, the song is about a relationship that, like, starts and stops and starts and stops, so he could have done a fake interview where he says, oh, we're not together, but then they are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Right, right. Like, mm-hmm. that could make sense. Well, speaking of that, one thing I read on Tumblr, you know, the part of the song, you know, after he takes off his coat. Um, <laughs> not close. And- she says she heard he's been out and about with some other girl and he says what you heard is true but i can't stop thinking about you that's what made me think the fake interview made sense right yeah i can see that too and then right after that the it goes i said i've been there too a few times and some people interpreted that as taylor saying she also was out and about with some other guy and I didn't really interpret it that way. I interpreted it as she also can't stop thinking about him. Right. Well, if you look at if you look at their timeline, uh, she started dating Harry. It was like April or or you know whatever they had in in April of whatever year that was. Two thousand twelve. Twenty twelve. There you go. And she dated Connor Kennedy the same year that summer. Right. They look remarkably alike, by the way. And then she went back to Harry after that. So so you know. think I've been there too a few times means that she was out and about with some other guy. Yeah. Meaning Connor, but he she couldn't stop thinking about Harry in that relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Okay. So it could be both. I just, some people seem to suggest it meant Taylor was cheating on him. And I didn't think. I don't think so. I can't see her doing that. Yeah, I knew they had a break or whatever between the spring mm. and the fall, but Taylor doesn't seem like the type to cheat on anyone. Well, the so. whole song basically says that it's an on and off relationship, which kind of makes it seem like they're never officially together. Mm. Right. So she really wouldn't be cheating because they're never actually officially together. Right, exactly. I think also it might reference um, uh, when Red came out. Um, maybe, you know, just another instance, maybe. And of course, this is all speculation. When she dated, or not dated, but whatever she had with uh, Will Anderson, if you remember that. Right. And she was like, you know, freshly broken off with Jake Gyllenhaal. So maybe she's feeling that same thing, you know, or she was just kind of, you know, in that weird, like nebulous phase. So. Ah, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. That's why she's been there too a few times. A few times, yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. All of this, the whole song, leads me to believe that Taylor and Harry spent a lot more time together than the public actually saw. I think so, too. Mm. I think so, too. The whole album and all the stories that are told on it, obviously, I don't think they're all about Harry, but a lot of them seem like they are. And I think for those all to be true, we saw so little of their relationship. I think there was a lot that we didn't see. And we already know out of the woods, we never knew about that snowmobile accident. So there could be so much more we don't know about. Well, especially because in April of 2012, I thought they were just talking. I didn't even know they were ever even spotted together until that fall. I thought it was just like Justin Bieber said, oh, Taylor has a crush on Harry Styles. And then (laughs) there was an interview with Harry and Harry was like, oh, Taylor's awesome. And I thought that was it. I think more happened during that time than we were led on to believe. I think so too. Yeah, now that with this album, I agree. 
another thing I really like about this song, just in general, is the, and of course all of Taylor's songs are like this, of course, but uh, the relatability of this song. I think most people have had some sort of relationship where either they've broken up with the person or um, they've they've had, you know, either on again, off again, whatever. Anyway, I think it I think it does a great job of capturing the idea of, you know, the guy wanting to be the James Dean, the girl, you know, wanting to have that whatever, you know, the red lip or, you know, you can really make it whatever you want. But but yeah, anyway, the idea that these two people fall in and out of sync. I mean, a lot of people want to, you know, think about that with their relationships, you know, uh, when they're trying to figure out whether they, you know, are meant to be with somebody or, or whatever. But anyway, it captures that feeling very well. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think the James Dean fashion look and then the red lips are obviously both examples of classic style. So, mm-hmm. I mean, pretty obvious analogy there, but I think that was the best way she could have described it, honestly. Right. Mm-hmm. I think when this song goes as a single, I think it's going to be, I don't know, I would like it to be the biggest one, but, you know, we'll see. It is incredible. It hasn't even been released as a single, and it's already, I think it's moved up to number 32 on the top 40. That's pretty good, yeah. It's it's not even a single yet, so by the time it's mm-hmm. actually released, it's probably going to be in the top 10. I just keep thinking about how amazing the Victoria's Secret fashion show performance of the song was. It really was. And it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking crazy ideas about what she could do on tour for this song. And I was thinking, what if she has like models walking around the stage and all these really cool outfits? And She's just going to bring all the Victoria's Secret angels, her best friends on tour with her. <laughs> yeah, what if they all like show up and it's just like a big, she has that huge runway this time for her stage. <laughs> right? Every tour, every tour date. <laughs> it's not a completely crazy idea. I think either way, this song is going to have some awesome costumes, wardrobe changes, and I think the video will as well. In Blank Space, I think there were maybe 19 outfits or something, and I'm curious to see if this surpasses that. Now, usually when she's filming a music video, we know she's filming a video even if we don't know anything about it or what song it's for, and we haven't heard she's been filming anywhere, so I wonder if it's either totally under wraps and she has filmed it or if she hasn't filmed it yet. That's a really good question. Because I know that we heard months ago before Blink Space came out that she was filming at a castle. Right. I guess Shake It Off, we had no idea because it was meant to be that way. Well, the castle became a rumor in September of last year and the video was released in November. So if you look at that time frame, it's very possible the video's already been done if she's planning to release it soon after the in general the timeline for music videos is about a month for for between shooting production and then uh, release uh, i don't know i think it'd be too sudden if she hasn't recorded it yet i hope it's under wraps because i like to be surprised i hope so too taylor always has things up her sleeve yeah i was i was trying to think if there's any way she could have done it while she was in la but i don't know maybe she did it while she was on vacation so you're thinking a vacation video? Sneaky, Taylor. Very sneaky. <laughs> no, I don't think so at all, but... <laughs> so how do you guys envision the video? 
Besides Harry Styles being in it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I see it going a very black and white kind of direction almost. Like old style and then transforming into a like now kind of thing. So in one direction. Ha <laughs> 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 yeah, terrible joke. <laughs> no being like starting out in like I don't know. 50s 60s something like that and then you know transforming into our generation i guess well the first thing i was gonna say before you just said that was i imagine a vintage car and i think i said that about i wish you would too because of the headlights past the window pane whole thing but i really am very convinced there's going to be a vintage car involved in this tour i agree every song it seems not every song but a lot of the songs have things about cars in them. That's probably why it's such a long runway stage is because she's going to drive down it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or, you know, at least fake drive down it. And all the models will also be walking down it, too. (laughs) I think, more practically, maybe the most obvious thing is one of her male dancers will be James Dean. Maybe have some sort of spotlight in the actual performance. Yeah. I actually didn't really know who James Dean was. Taylor is enlightening me. Not... I've never seen any of his movies or anything. No, fair enough. Hmm. I did see him at the Wax Museum in New York. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was there. Mm-hmm. Now that you said that, Nate, about a male dancer dressed up as James Dean, I can see if they made the beginning of the song a longer intro. Because usually there's a part of the show where at least one of the mm-hmm. dancers gets a solo, and I could see it being in this song. It could be it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Haley's notion, that, like a 50s kind of thing, maybe. Yeah, that would be really cool. I think this will be a big production of the song on tour. I think it will too. Last week when we talked about All You Had to Do Was Say, we said it might be a little bit more muted, just not quite as big of a production. But this one I think is going to be huge. I just want to see it. I can't wait three months. So before we wrap up, just a few reminders. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button on iTunes, and that will download our latest episodes for you automatically every week. And you can contact us in a variety of ways on Twitter at SwiftCast13, at Facebook.com slash TheSwiftCast, email us at TheSwiftCast13 at gmail.com, or contact us through our website at SwiftCast13.com. And if you're not subscribed, you're definitely going to want to do that because we have some really, really exciting things coming up very soon. We can't tell you what they are, but they're really good. (laughs) So what do you think Taylor will do in this upcoming week, guys? Give me some predictions here. I really don't know. She was spotted leaving New York tonight with Meredith and Olivia. What direction did she go in, though? Hmm. No one knows. (laughs) Which direction? Might prove to be a hairy situation. (laughs) (laughs) If we haven't lost you guys by now with all of our bad jokes this episode, thank you for sticking with us. They're like, we're done. (laughs) I could see her being in Nashville wrapping up final details before rehearsals. I think Taylor will listen to our episode and then invite me to come cook with her at any one of her houses. So You'll go wherever. It's no problem. I'll go wherever, really. I will. Mm. <laughs> I think that she's going to send out some more Valentine packages and keep telling people she's not a good painter, even though she is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. Surprise us, Taylor. 
So anyway, for episode 89, this has been Nate. Ashley. Haley. And Steph. All right. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Peace out, Swift Scouts. All right. Here it is for you. <laughs> Style. All right. It's like, you've got that long haired, slicked back white t-shirt, and I got that good girl thing and the tight little skirt. <laughs> we never go out of style. We never go out of style. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.